petrol and as we put it, it's transport. Transport, of course, um, something which is um, shocking in this country. Um, yeah, that again. I suppose I'll kick it off with you know who the ministers are and oh, what yes. the main issues with the uh, department are. So um, the Minister for Transport is obviously Mr. Very, very tired man, uh, Mr. Eamon Ryan, Green Party TD. Uh, not sure of his constituency, Dublin somewhere, Dublin West, I think. Some, somewhere in Dublin. Somewhere in Dublin. Some, somewhere there. South of Dublin. Yeah. Um, yeah, obviously Green Party, uh, uh, he's the Minister for Transport, and then obviously the Junior Minister is Miss uh, Hildegard Nocton. Uh, you had correspondence with young Hildegard there before, I did, didn't you? I did, yeah. So I emailed um, all the kind of transport spokespeople for each of the parties. Um, so I emailed Emma Ryan himself uh, about the waiting lists for driving tests. Um, Sinn Féin got back to me in, I'd say, about an hour. And who was that? Uh, Darren O'Rourke. Um, he got back to me in about an hour. Okay. And I think Hildegard got back to me a month and a half later. Something oh. like that, I think, and they were like, and Darren gave me kind of like, this is how many people are on the waiting list. Mm. Their guy was like, yeah, the waiting list is an issue. That was it. Oh, that was the subs. That was literally it. I was like, oh, that's great. But um, it's that wonderful insight, Hildegard. Yeah, but, um, but yeah, um, I suppose the main issues um, for me, I would say the two that stand out to me would be rural access and reliability of the public transport system. I I suppose this topic is going to be more centered around the public transport. So the transport in general. Yeah. yeah, the rural access to public transport is shocking. There's obviously Is there any? There's, there's a few local links and stuff, but they're they're shy. So yeah, reliability obviously even in Dublin here in the big smoke, um, you know, buses get cancelled. Oh tell me about it. for nothing. They they're on the board, next minute they're off the board, they're cancelled, finished. The worst is like our buses as well, that like buses yeah, that, like, like the like, forty three yeah. going to Soares, like remember getting that and like you sitting there waiting, oh yeah, I remember specifically Christmas Eve of 2020 trying to get home um, and the bus just didn't show up. So I was waiting in the cold for an hour, waiting Lovely. for another bus on Christmas Eve, yeah. Look at you. Um, yeah, and then the budget for that department is uh, 3.4 billion and um, spent obviously on a wide range of things, you know, um, improving the infrastructure, you know, building new roads, resurfacing roads, pay to pay the staff of anyone who works with roads. Sinead. Uh, yeah, and then obviously there's just it's not a lot of it. Um, yeah, it's um I don't know, it's I feel like it's just terrible in this country. It's absolutely yeah. terrible. And obviously there's not a lot of a. Uh, there's some counties are just completely disconnected from the grid. Um, Nathan, I think you have to talk about us with the Western Rail Corridor, would that be right? Yeah, I'll talk about that. Well, so what, what actually is the Western Rail Corridor? Because a lot of people don't know what it is. It's basically kind of a train route through like, the west of Ireland. So, obviously, um, as we know, certain counties don't even have uh, trains. Um, Donegal being one of the bigger ones. We're going to Donegal in a second. We're going to Donegal, but um, no, the first thing I was going to talk about, you kind of jumped the gun. I was going to talk about uh, the discount you've jumped the gun you have ah oh, sure look yeah um, just completely got me off there but like sure look um, yeah so obviously the government were like you know we're going to do a great thing here we're going to give you 50% off on transport um, we went to a few things um, private buses weren't included so Matthews yeah. bus Wexford bus you know none of them were included um, so they government and before they even put the discount in they raised the price yeah, they raised the prices. I thought they raised the price of transport, so a lot of bollocks. Yeah, so mm-hmm. it was kind of like 
they raised the price and they were like, oh, we're going to cut the price for you. And they were like, well, why did you raise in the first place if you know you were going to cut it? Mm. Like, people were like, obviously, they're just trying to get a little, like, the extra few cent. But, yeah, it's, um, it doesn't go far enough. Like, it's still, like, absurd pricing for getting trains in certain places. Like, it's cheaper to fly to... Oh, can we get on to that? No, I'm saying <laughs> for other countries, it's cheaper to fly to, like, Norway yeah. than it is get a train to Cork. Yeah. You know, Brian Air seat sale seven ninety nine. Yeah. Not sponsored. <laughs> right, yeah, so um did you want to talk to uh, the transport you don't you go specifically? Yeah, um I suppose this gives me a good gives you a good segue into the Western Rail corridor, doesn't it? Yeah. Uh, yeah, trains to Donegal, um or should I say lack thereof. There's no trains to Donegal, um but you can get the bus. Which is a thirty euro return, um, but it takes uh, over four hours. Or you can get a flight for thirty six euros. Yeah, which takes an hour. Yeah, it's um, <laughs> it's quite absurd to say the least. You so I mean, if you had to get somewhere quick, you know, you would uh, you definitely fly anyway. Yeah. But yeah, so basically, you need trains. And would, would the Western Rail Corridor offer, offer us trains? It would, it way? would. So like, Tell us a bit more about that, maybe. Obviously, if you look at like maps from 1800s in Ireland, obviously when we were still controlled by um, our neighbours to the east, um, we, there was, the train system in Ireland was amazing. Mm. Absolutely amazing. There was trains everywhere. But they've just kind of been derelict and like they've just been not looked after. Like the rest, Western Rail Corridor would have came from like Sligo all the way down to Limerick. Mm. So it would have served places like Ennis, Gort, Galway, Toon, Westport, Felina, like all them kind of, all that. But there's two that are still in operation. The only two that are still regular service, which is Limerick via Ennis and Clunis uh, Sligo. It's the only ones. The only ones. Um, yeah, so it's just yeah, it's one of the weird things. Like obviously, they're still there. The tracks are the tracks are still there. Right. They just need to renovate them. Okay. Rather than laying down all new track and yeah, then serving sure. that. Like obviously, they would need like a train probably. Um, so we don't have that many trains here. Uh, obviously, in the UK we have Francis who uh, looks at the trains. Uh, we have our own Francis here. We do, but um, yeah, we won't talk about him. But yeah, so. Yeah. Yeah, Sinead, uh, thanks for that wonderful insight on the Western Rail Corridor there. But um, I believe um, we also have a bit of uh, interrailing in Ireland. Oh, you've, ca- see, you've caught me off guard. I forgot about this part. <laughs> do you have the notes on it? Oh, you do have the I notes have the on figures. it. I have the figures. I know a bit. So basically, for interrailing, obviously, you all probably know students, you can go on trains around Ireland. However, around Europe, there's an Irish package, <laughs> which most people don't realise there is. So there's this place and they do packages for you. So you can get um, 10 nights, for, it's called the Essence of Europe. So you can go to uh, Amsterdam, Berlin, Prague, Cologne and Bruges for 10 nights. It's less than a thousand euro. There is... It's 900 euro, would that be correct? Uh, yeah, 930, that's it, yeah. There is an Emerald Isle tour for two weeks. Yeah. 
which is a grand, 1047 euros. So an extra 100 and odd euro. Extra 117 quid. You go to Belfast, Dublin, Cork, Canary, Galway. Now, mm. I don't think they're the best place you want to be going, especially when you can go to Europe for a bit cheaper. And then, and then it, correct me if I'm wrong here, but um, you can do an even bigger European tour. You can, For yes. 1,398 euro. Yeah, you can do it. So a, for an extra 351 euro, you can see a lot nicer places yeah, in Ireland. You can do the Euro Delight, which is London, Amsterdam, Berlin, Prague, Vienna, Venice, Rome and Nice. Now, I'm sorry, but who would want to sit on a train in, in Ireland? Like, of all, yeah, like, obviously Europe have the, like, 200 miles an hour trains. We have Irish Red. They don't even coffee anymore. They don't serve coffee on the trains. Like, what is this? It's definitely get coffee on this train. The last time I was on a train was the train to Belfast, and God, this old woman God. pulled out a, uh, a fry. Yeah, do you remember that? On like an actual plate yeah. with tinfoil covered in it, and her and me picked away at like. Do you know when you have like a fry made like really early in the morning, and, and then when you come back to it, and like everything goes real wrinkly? Mm-hmm. Well, these two women fucking loved it. Yeah. They were living for it. A flask of tea and everything. Yeah, so like there are obviously a lot of packages. Um, there's one that's four weeks long and it's 1,983. It's double the price of Ireland, but you're going for a month-long holiday. Mm. The only issue with the only issue with some of the packages is they put you in hostels. Obviously, Ireland don't have hostels really, so they put you in hotels. Right, very nicer, but you don't get really the same sense of adventure. No. So yeah, it's um, it's quite funny. There's also um. One from um, Belfast to Derry. Just Belfast to Derry. It's what? the Game of Thrones experience. It's five nights. <laughs> yeah, it's five nights and it is <laughs> 520 euro. Ah, fuck off. <laughs> you go from I think the cheapest one in Europe is cheaper than that one. And you go to Prague, Krakow, and Budapest. Budapest. For a week. Or you can go to Derry. <laughs> like we are. <laughs> um, but yeah, so on the um, flights as well, it is nearly cheaper to fly to Cork than to get the train to Cork. The train to Cork is what, like 20, 30 euro each way? Something like that? How much is a student ticket? Student ticket is 15 each way. It's about 20, 30 euro. You can fly to um, Cork um, for 60 return. You can, make, you can make a stop in Manchester, um, and you make a stop in Manchester again on the way home, but it's the fact that it's nearly cheaper to fly to mm. Dublin to Manchester, Manchester to Cork. You go, you get on four planes, it's cheaper than one train, or two trains. I thought you'd rather get the train that way. Yeah. yeah, it wouldn't be fun to be long in Manchester, to be honest. Cool. Yeah, um... That's it for transport. Shame. Shame. Transport. So we're going to kick off now with the news of the week. With news of the two weeks. Um, do you want to kick it off, Josh? Or like? Uh, you you take it away. Nathan. Right. So I'll give one kind of one from a while back. So um, obviously Michal went to America. Um, he was only dying to go. There he was. And what happened? You know, got, co- got COVID. <laughs> <laughs> the one thing he's always wanted to do was T shock, um, and couldn't do it. Now there is talks from going back, 
Yeah. Uh, Nancy Pelosi wants him to go to California, and I believe they're talking about doing a California and Washington trip in one. Oh, lovely. So I think That'd he will nice. end up going to the White House, because I think they were talking about like bringing him in with COVID, and I was kind of like, it's not the best for Joe, I wouldn't say. I think Joe might go on the way out. Sleepy Joe might yeah. die. But, um, yeah, he got COVID. Uh, he's going to, was it Belgium, I believe, today, or Brussels? It's one of them. He's going to a talk today, like a meeting today, on the situation in Ukraine, but he's free to travel now. Um, he's test negative. So um, best of luck with me. I hope he didn't get too many symptoms. Because you know, COVID can kick you around. Fuck off. <laughs> That's Josh Wellnose. Um, yeah, um, I'm trying to find... I can't remember what news I had recorded on the transport last week. Uh, I suppose the main one I want to lead with is uh, there was a comment, well not a comment, there was a, an interview on the radio during the week, I believe it was on News Talk, um, Simon Harris and I think it was Kieran Cudahy on Hard Time, whatever the show is called, The Hard Shoulder or something, mm. um, where Simon Harris obviously being Minister for Higher Education pledged that there would be 1,500 student beds made available to house Oh refugees. yes, I heard about this. Now, Obviously, our uh, listener base, you're all students, so uh, you know the struggles of trying to get student accommodation. Now, personally, I don't, but I know of testimony from other students that it's yeah. fairly difficult and it's fairly expensive, and there's not a lot of it. So I, d- I don't know where they're going to pull the beds from. To be perfectly honest, <coughs> excuse me, but um, yeah, I don't know where they're going to pull the beds. Nathan. If you have any insight where they're going to pull these beds from, please do. I add. have. Having the brace. Uh, I know, like, student accommodation, we do know uh, for certain parts, like Keswood, it's going up quite a bit mm-hmm. for next year. Uh, I've heard reports. Um, I know that for on-campus accommodation, especially here in DCU, it's a lottery pick. So I think it's only 10% are held for each year in, like, different accommodations. So 10% are held for Larkfield, 10% are held for Stam- Hampstead for second years. Yeah. It's quite a lottery pick, I know. DCU on campus accommodation is actually one of the cheaper ones. You know, if you yeah. go down towards UCD, um, you're paying extortionate amounts. About 18 grand. Yeah, like that is crazy to think about. Look, if you can afford to send your kids to UCD, you can afford to pay the rent. Yeah, famous quote there. Um, it's not, not one of my, no, that's not my quote, no. <laughs> that's um, the, uh, what's the president of UCD? UCD. Well, uh, nearly former, he's yeah. not gone yet. No, he's not clinging on. But yeah, so I don't know where they're going to pull this from. Uh, mm. I know that student accommodation isn't always the best kept um, places. It can be quite derelict sometimes. It can be quite the roof falling down in some places as I've seen photos. Um, it's just, it's a crazy mm. place to think about like where they're going to put them. I always thought that, well, I say I'm against direct provision. Um, there is the facility, like Holiday Inn. I don't mm. know who's going to go there because I believe that is a direct vision centre now, but no one has been put there yet. Yeah, I suppose on on it's a similar story, but it's the same topic, so I'll throw it in. Uh, DCC uh, Dublin City Council obviously said they were going to look at renovating the derelict houses in Dublin City. Yeah. Now for years there has been calls by councillors, TDs, senators, you name it, they've called for to rebuild the derelict houses, renovate them and use them for social and affordable housing. Mm-hmm. They haven't done it, and now all of a sudden, they're going to do it. Yeah. Scandalous stuff. Yeah, like, TDs have been calling for this, many TDs, yeah. and they were like, oh, no, like we can't really do that, we're going to yeah. do something else. Um, and now, all of a sudden, they're like, oh, time to go. They've just they've kicked into action. Um, 
So, do you want to go with your other news story? Because I kind of want to save mine for last. <clears throat> of course, yeah. So, obviously, um, this week we had a, quite the interaction between um, uh, Michael Healy Ray and Leo Varadkar in the doll. Um, yes, quite a, I quite did. A hot it, it shouldn't have been. If you no. actually watched the video. It was a great argument. It was a great argument. Um, he was making a great argument that Healy Ray was making. Now, he's quite the speaker in the doll. I do like him. Well, that's not going to. No, no, I don't like him personally now, but, like, you. He's quite entertaining in the doll, as we can tell. Like he's been in, he's in the intro for the um, for our podcast. Yeah. But um, yeah, so obviously there was uh, comments back and forward. Um, you know, Michael Healy Ray said, "Don't look down my nose. Don't look down your nose at me because I won't look down my nose at you." Yeah. So such and such, and then um, Healy Ray said, "You're away with the airy fairies." Uh, in political circles. Um, it's being construed that it's a homophobic comment. Yeah. I don't think it is. I mean, it's been, it gets used down the country quite a lot as yeah. a term as someone who's not with it or someone who's, you know, like, mm-hmm. zoned out. Yeah. That's my take on the word. I don't think, I think, I think it's clutching us straws, to be perfectly honest. Yeah, no, 100%. I feel like there is the kind of, Leo kind of took it the wrong way, I believe. Mm. Um, he was like, you should really sit on that comment. And you could even tell, like, sometimes when you make a comment like that, you pass it, you kind of understand. Mm. But anyway, I just didn't understand because he probably uses it every day. So he's probably mm. like, there's nothing wrong with this. This mm-hmm. is what we say back home. Yeah. Um, I found it interesting him talking about, like, the opportunity of Healy Ray being a minister. could only imagine. I see that part of it. No, it, it was, was like, because uh, he was talking about, um, he was making the argument then, Leo, was that, you know, you had the opportunity back in 2016 to be a minister. But you turned it down because you would like being in the opposition. Huh? What, 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 what minister <coughs> would you like to see? Healy Reyes. <laughs> what would you like Oh, see? Jesus. Well, obviously agriculture, it had to be. Like, oh. ima- but imagine him in, like, Department of Education. Department of Health or something. Health, imagine that. Be hilarious. But, um, yeah, so I have one more story to go on. Um, so, it was announced earlier this week, Zelensky will be attending the Dáil and the <coughs> Shannons for Excuse a joint, uh, joint sitting of them to address them. Now, it'll be the first ever video address. All right. And do you know any famous people that have made that joint address? Now, there's a few that have addressed the Dáil, there's a few that have addressed the Shannon, but only, I think, believe, 10 people have addressed both of them at the same time. Is it Mandela? Nope. Oh. He only addressed it all. The first one was JFK back in 63. Okay. Um, then De Valera in 69. Right. But that was sitting at the mansion house. Mm-hmm. Um, then Ronald Reagan. Mm-hmm. Um, Francis Mitterrand, the president uh, of France. Right. Speech was in front, uh, French as well. Um, Mary Robinson uh, has done two. Right. Uh, Bill Clinton, obviously, he did it in 95, just before the Good Friday <coughs> Agreement. Oh, good luck. Um, Tony Blair, uh, Mary McAleese, uh, Michelle Barnier, yeah. uh, and Jean-Claude Juncker was the last one. Oh, right. Back in 2018. And, yeah, so there's only been a few people that have done it. Um, there was other people that have done so... Uh, Michael Higgins did one himself. Um, it was a joint sitting, but it wasn't formal. It wasn't formally like enough <coughs> to be part of the joint sitting. So there's right. there's quite a lot of hoops to go around, like getting your name on this. Yeah. But the last yes. one was in 2018. 
Yeah. And uh, Zelensky will now be the latest person, and he'll be the first to do it online. Right. And obviously, he'll be talking about the situation in Ukraine. So, what do you think about that? Yeah, um, great. Mm. Much to say. Fantastic. Yeah. Um, yeah, I don't know. Will there be. You'd probably get a great reception, I suppose. Yeah. That's, yeah, not really to add. No, like, um, yeah, it's usually, it usually is reserved for people on state visits. So, like, we've had, like, the Prime Minister of Australia, um, obviously President of America has come a few times, Australia, South Africa. Um, but, yeah, so, Nelson Mandela made his in 1990, obviously, <laughs> one of the most famous ones it was, but yeah. he only addressed the doll, he didn't address oh, the yeah. So, Zelensky will be joining a um, famous few people uh, have only been addressed to two people, so, yeah. Very nice. Okay, so I think we'll kick it into um, our favourite segment, as always. PD of the week. What have I got to say? Alright, who have we got this week, Josh? Today we have Matty McGrath. Oh, how swell. Matty McGrath, independent TD for Tipperary. We've seen him. We um, did, we've seen him during the week. Yeah. Um, we were on a visit to Leinster House. <laughs> on a rockus. Mm-hmm. Um, we seen a sitting of the Shannad, very boring. A sitting of the doll, very boring. Well, I believe we needed a bit of interaction. Like when we left, then all the good people went in. Yeah, you could tell. Yeah. Like we yeah. kind of got there, and there wasn't we, we, really. We were watching it on the television, and, and get this now, we were in the doll visitors bar. Yes, we were. And I mean, lovely place, great Guinness. Um, and uh, yeah, lovely place. Matty McGrath was sinking against before going into the doll. Allegedly, that was, allegedly, alleged, legend, allegedly, that was that was uh, allegedly quite the thing to say to say. Yeah, <laughs> sank a point and then went in. The main speech. The main speech. Perfect. But yeah, so um, sometimes you need a bit of porter to shake them. Yeah, out. he's obviously um, it's quite a bit. He's um, quite, he's, been a t- a... he's been a TV since two thousand and seven. <clears throat> um, he was formerly in Fianna Fáil. Yeah. Uh, until two thousand and eleven, when he became uh, independent. But and why did he leave Fianna Fáil? I can't remember now. Do you have? I do. You um, remember? The right reason now? why he left Fianna Fáil was because he, he felt he had been blindsided by the, the finance minister at the time, and uh, he said that was the lad, that that was the straw that broke the camel's back in mm. terms of Fianna Fáil. Yes, he um, he's quite controversial to say the least. Very um, uh, quite. I I'd say he's extremely yeah, controversial. Yeah, he is. No, I he's um, very. So he obviously he's spoke against the same sex <coughs> marriage referendum where he said he probably would vote now. Yeah. Uh, he's pro-life. Uh, he supported the no side. Mm-hmm. Um, he's very religious. He's met the Pope many times on right. his trips to the Vatican, uh, and he also met him when he came to Ireland. He opposed a minute of silence for the death of George Floyd, saying it's none of our business. Right. They call it showboating nonsense. Nice. Um, see, he's uh, made a few comments about COVID nineteen. If he you has, he has, um, he um, said that. The full government should be tried at the Hague for war crimes. And listen, I don't like the government as much as the next guy, but the Hague is not the place for them. No. Yeah. So he, um, he when he asked if he was getting COVID nineteen, he ref- vaccine, he refused to answer, it, saying, "My body, my choice." Except when you're looking for an abortion. Of course. Um, and he compared the vaccine regime to 1930s Nazi Germany, um, which obviously isn't ideal. Um, Obviously, his remarks were called um, disgraceful. Mm-hmm. He was asked to withdraw them. Um, did he withdraw them? No. we didn't withdraw these ones. Uh, we'll get into the ones he withdrawed. Uh, making them apartheid, like South Africa, which was very bad at the time. Mm. Um, 
about the indoor dining. Um, he was accused of having a Trumpian view of the pandemic. Oh. He's just he's had a lot of bad things, but one of the worst ones I will say now. Not a big fan of Tony Hulman. No, not as big as fan. However, the comments he, that McIngram made about Tony Hulman. Of course, yeah, I remember. Totally this. uncalled for. So he said, obviously, um, Tony Hulman's wife sadly passed away. Mm-hmm. Um, but he asked Tony Hulman where he'd been the past few months when, like, we were during the COVID vaccine, and obviously he was caring for his wife with terminal cancer. Yeah. Um, and yeah, McIngram was like, "Where were you? What were you doing?" Like, and he was asked to remove them uh, comments, and he did, and he apologised for them. Oh. So. What's he actually do when he does a lot for his, I know he does a lot for his kind of yeah. local, yeah, he has eight children actually. All right. It's very surprising, <laughs> just had to say that there, he has eight children. Um, he's 63, so he's nearing the age of retirement, like he just won't mm. be a TD for much longer I wouldn't say. <coughs> um, but yeah, um, he's, he's calling it wait lists for children with special needs. Um, I, I don't really know what he does to be honest. Um, he compared a month ago. He compared um, Pascal Donahue to Oliver Cromwell. Um, <laughs> Just see that there actually. Yeah, that's quite funny. <laughs> <laughs> uh, and then he gives out with Chris Petrel. So yeah, fairly yeah. Mm. Yeah, I think that's fair enough. Yeah, I believe that, um, yeah, he does quite a lot, for, like, I feel like independent TDs do a lot for um, local constituents. Yeah. Uh, they don't really see, kind of, like, the bigger picture of solving everything for everyone. They're more <coughs> like, ah, we'll fix the road, we will. We'll fix that road. Yeah, exactly, yeah. So, yeah, um, another week. Another week. I believe that's it. Um, do you have anything else to add in on? Oh, nothing to add, no. sir. So that's it, so, um, yeah. Yeah. So, join us for... Um, Next week for episode nine. Indeed. Uh, maybe we might talk about transport next week. We might, we might, we we delve into it. And obviously, follow us on the socials, um, on Twitter, politics one hundred one pod, and then on Instagram, politics one hundred one underscore pod. And any topics you feel like you want us to discuss, you can always email us on politics one hundred one pod at gmail dot com. And yeah, thanks for listening. Thanks and for see listening. See you next week. Uh, see you next week. Leave the house.